The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Big show today. Yes. Big show. We've got two guests. First of all, a sleep experts that help families sleep better, especially when they have young children who wake them up in the middle of the night. That is smart. And they're based out of Evergreen Park. They're going to be on the show. The other guest we have, it's an incredible get. I'm very excited about it. Local superstar. I call her the number one athlete currently out of Evergreen Park. Abby Murphy, fresh off her women's under 18 world championship win, USA Hockey. She's got a gold medal down here. Looks like she brought a jersey. She's going to be joining us here at the bar in just moments. I'm very excited about that as well. I am too, because when you say world, you've got to think about all these other countries. Oh, you got to beat Russians. Canada. Canadians. Slovenia. Yeah, uh, some kind of such and such stand. Sweden. Yeah, those guys too. I don't know who else plays hockey. But no, hockey. USA. I don't think the Aussies play hockey, so you don't have to worry about them. Well, they I, might. I'm not sure if there's a Brazilian team, but there's a, there's the northern countries in the northern hemisphere you got to worry about. The yeah. Polish, the probably the Germans have a team. I'm sure the, the Germans. The French team, but they give up right away. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we got Abby Murphy on. We're very excited about that. Let's go. It is now time for your EP Word on the Street. The Evergreen Park Candlelight Theater has finally set the date for open auditions for The Sound of Music. Sunday, February 2nd at 3 p.m. are the auditions. Anybody 8 years old to young adult can get more info by emailing eptheater at yahoo.com. The Office of Citizen Services is having a senior luncheon this Thursday, January 16th at 11 a.m. at the Community Center. The guest speaker will be talking about clearing out the clutter, Chili Mac will be served, and the rock band Heather will be performing. That sounds like fun for everybody, not just seniors. Cost is $7. Tickets must be purchased at the Community Center the day this show comes out on Monday, the 13th of January. And finally, with Abby Murphy sitting down here ready to talk with us, let's talk about the Capuano Ice Rink, Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. If you want to go out and play hockey, seven days a week, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Plus, you have the Artie Kerr Youth Hockey Clinic for boys and girls age 3 through 13, Saturdays, 11.30 a.m. at the Capuano Ice Rink at a $10 per person pay-as-you-go rate. My kid started with Artie. He can skate. Women's hockey star Abby Murphy is seated right here. She's brought gifts. We're going to ask questions. Right here on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Listen up, EP Podcast listeners, for something big from core fitness and physical therapy. If you're not sure what your needs are, or if physical therapy is the right course of action for you, they are now offering a free 20-minute evaluation. All you have to do is call to schedule it, 708-422-0990. And if you mention the EP podcast, you get a special gift. Core gives you one-on-one care inside of a facility that's much more like a spa than a clinic. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy also offers Pilates mat classes as well as group equipment classes, whatever your need. Give them a call today, 708 
422-0990 or stop by their newly renovated and expanded facilities, 2940 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Experience something better at Core Fitness and Physical Therapy. Hannah, I got a cool guest in here for yes, us. Yes, you do. We have we have a local superstar athlete. I don't know how else to describe. I don't think she's there's a superstar a, athlete. There's not a bigger <laughs> athlete in Evergreen Park right now. No, I don't think you could find one of higher stature. Is that is that embarrassing to you, Abby? No, no, it is embarrassing. You're like, yeah, I'm totally in it. Uh, the Team USA under 18 women's hockey team just won gold, world champions. Abby Murphy put in one of the two goals in the championship game, and we're lucky enough to have such an up-and-coming big star sitting down here with us on the EP podcast. How you doing, Abby? I'm very good. Are you nervous about this? A little bit. It's just a podcast in Evergreen Park. <laughs> you just want a gold medal. Yeah, you just want a gold medal. <laughs> you better Chris. get used to this. Bob Costa is going to be talking <laughs> yeah. to you soon, okay? If, you're, if your career continues on the path that it seems to be going on. So, so first of all, tell me a little bit about what happened. You guys went out there. And were you expected to win this or was this a uh, an upset, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know how these teams match up? Yeah, um, well, going into the tournament, we didn't really know kind of what to expect. We knew Canada would, would like would have been one of our top opponents. Um, but we had a tough uh, rivalry series in uh, August where we lost the series two to one. They won both of them. And then we won the last one. But um, I think that like, this, the team really bonded really well out in uh, Slovakia. We had a pre-camp out in Vienna, Austria, which helped a lot. But I think we like came ready to play. I think one of the coolest things about hockey, Hannah, and I always talk about uh, Dominic, my my 11-year-old about to be 12. He plays hockey. He stole an Abby Murphy stick out of uh, her garage <laughs> while she was at one of these He's tournaments. very proud of it. Because his, her father was like, hey, can you play hockey? Have, have one. I have a thousand of these things, okay? So watch out, because when you go up the stairs, I think he's ready for you to sign it for him. And he's been bragging to his hockey team, the Chicago Horn Frogs, that he's got one of your sticks. So, But the thing that I notice is when he plays even at his level, they go on a tournament, they go away, and they're with each other. They always seem to come back better. They get better as the tournament goes on, and then when they play their other games afterwards, they're better. That seems like what happened with you guys, and it seems like the norm for hockey. Yeah, it's definitely not a good feeling, especially losing to Canada. Right. Um, but the first game we lost to them out in Worlds, it was tough. We didn't really play super good, but it definitely brought us like a lot closer. I think we realized that we can't really have like a like a too high or too low kind of game. We just have to stay all and like if we're in the boat, like it'll work. But that second game, we came back and we were we bonded super well, and we were just it just we out, well executed everything. When when did you start? Like at some point, you had to sit there and say, "I like hockey," and then you had to convince your your parents that I want to play hockey, yeah. which is not an easy conversation for a lot of kids to be able to get into because it isn't it isn't as cheap as like say we'll get them some sneakers and a basketball. Yeah. Like this is a very involved sport; it takes up a lot of time. So how did this start for you? Yeah, when I was seven, I, I had a neighbor who played ice, ho- ice hockey, and he played for the Helena Longhorns. Okay. And I always saw him playing in his backyard, playing roller hockey. So that was exactly how I first started. How I, old like, do you think you were when you, when you decided that you liked it? I was seven. It? Seven years old. Yeah. You get out there. So now you're out there, and you're, you're in the driveway, <laughs> and you're practicing, and then you got to figure out how to skate, though, right? Yeah. All right. Did you take to it right away, or was it hard? It was hard. Yeah, I had a uh, a guy named Brandon Spike who made me like push the puck bucket everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what to do. <laughs> it was horrible. 
Now, how old were you when you started playing with a team? Did you find a league to play in? I, I was seven when I started playing for St. Jude. Seven oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, you yes. just got started. Okay. Yeah. You're playing St. Jude. You're, you're a young kid. And I say this for anybody that has a young kid that's in hockey because I watch all these kids. I mean, they either play in a house league. They play in a travel league. They're playing where they're going all over the place. And a lot of these kids talk about like, man, I want even my kid, which I think is hysterical. He's like, I'm going to play in the NHL one day. I'm like, are you really? Are you really? <laughs> you're, Just play Fortnite I mean, right you, now. <laughs> yeah, you play more Fortnite than you play with the you know with the puck and the stick in the driveway. Maybe you should go out there like Abby Murphy did and probably played all the time because I would imagine you did an awful lot of work in your off hours on hockey, or did it come naturally to you? Uh, I think. That helped a lot, but yeah, I've always put in a lot of work. I just went out and always shot pucks just for fun. You just like so doing it, right? I did, yeah. I never got sick of it. Okay, so so you decide you're going to start doing it. Like, it, Did you feel that starting at seven years old was like essential for you getting to this level? Or do you think that like, hey, if I would have started at nine or ten and put in the effort, I could have still done this. I could still be somebody that's on their way to the University of Minnesota who's <laughs> won all in all these tournaments, who's a lot of people, I'm not going to, I'm going to embarrass you here. A lot of people have told me eh, she may be the best under 18 player in, in the world, or at least in the U.S. Have you heard that? Have you heard that rumor that it's possible that you might be the best? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit? You've kind of heard that? How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel weird? A little bit. It's pretty cool. But it's, does no, it put pressure on? I mean, it's yeah, got to, I mean, I would lot. be scared of that. A I lot. remember I was in the Brother Race <laughs> band and the band director said, <laughs> We're going to move you from second chair to first. And I was like, what? And then, like, the first time I went to the first chair, I'm like, man, I better not miss a note. Like, that was nerve wracking. You have a far more nerve wracking experience going on. But yeah. you, you seem to be handling it pretty well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a huge opportunity. You go to a yes. lot of weird places too, right? Yes, a lot. Hannah, guess, what do you think? What do you think is the weirdest place she's probably been? The weirdest place? Yeah, the place? strangest place. Like, where she gets off the, she gets off the, the, uh, the airplane and she looks around and she goes, where am I? I'm sure she's been in places like that. I'm thinking somewhere um, Think Eastern hockey. Europe. Oh, yeah, probably in yeah, Eastern, Eastern Europe. Europe. What's the strangest place you ever got off the plane? You're like, where am I? Obahiro, Japan. Really? <laughs> really? Okay, so in Japan. So what did it feel like going over there? And what were you guys over there for? Uh, this was last year's Worlds. Okay. Um, it was pretty cool. It was just super plain. And I decided no. Really? I didn't like know what to expect. You thought like you'd get off and it'd be like one of those movies where you see like in Tokyo Flowers with everything's everywhere. like exactly. you know, there's, there's crazy <laughs> cartoons with big giant eyes exactly. and everything's flashing. <laughs> but instead, you got off and it was just nothing. Yeah. 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 That's probably that's pretty much what it's like visiting anywhere. Yeah. I went to I went to Australia a couple of years ago. I got off the plane. I'm like, this looks like Chicago. There's nothing <laughs> that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now, being on Team USA, where are your teammates from? Um, honestly, all over. There's like a there's a like a majority from New York, uh, Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, there's got to be a bunch from a bunch Minnesota. Minnesota like yes. a hockey yeah. haven. A bunch from Minnesota, and then I have two teammates on my club team that are from here too. One's from Naperville, and one's from Northbrook. Oh, good. Okay, so yeah. how do you guys get together to practice? How does that work? Being scattered like that. Yeah, so and you're not just practicing for like you know. She is high little... school too. She's playing. She, yes, and she, she's in she high goes, school. She's, she's a, senior. a senior in Mother Macaulay. She's committed to Minnesota, right? And she's got to do her schooling still, and you got to find time to get together with your team. Yeah, how does that work? Um, so we don't really practice like like during our club season. So there's like camps every once in a while. So like in July, we have a top seventy camp where like the top seventy come together and you practice, and then. In August, they break that down into 33, so it's a top 33, and then from there, they pick the U18 team pretty much to go to Worlds. 
So then you don't practice between all of that. But then once you get picked for Worlds, they'll set a pre-camp. And then the pre-camp is just when we all get together and practice a week before Worlds. So first time you make one of these teams, Team USA, how old are you? 17 at that time or 16 or when was that? I was 15. 15. Wow, she's good. I mean, think about that. She's playing. She's 15 years old. There's probably like an 18 year old that's like, can't get on the team. Here's a 15 year old just just flying right by her on that. Okay, so were you nervous? I would imagine the first time you tried out, you were like, I don't know if I'm good enough to hang in there, right? Yes. Okay, do you feel that way now when you show up? Mm -mm. Okay, that's good. It's a good thing to have confidence. You want to have that kind of confidence because, you know, you're, I'm sure that you get looked at. That's what's amazing about this. She's from right here in Evergreen Park. I know. Kid's a star. So I'm what's just, what's the aspirations? What what's what's the plan? Is it is it Team USA eventually Olympics? Is that what the next goal is? What's what's the next goal? Winning uh winning a championship with the U of M? Like what what's the plan here for you? Yeah. All of that? Yeah, all of that. There you go. Check, check, check. There check. you go. All of that. What have you done, Chris? <laughs> Nothing. I even screwed up the solo in my first time in the in first chair as a saxophone. So don't ask me. I played hockey, Abby, for maybe like, I don't know, three, four years. I make my son, he thinks that I was really great at it, okay? <laughs> I was not. That was back when they didn't teach you how to skate before you started to play. Like, you know, when you start, when you were a kid in the 80s and you wanted to play hockey, they just gave you some skates and said, good luck, kid. So all I did was just hit people because you could check that. There were none of these rules. So it was just like, I was like, I want to play defense because I don't have to go all the way down the ice because I stink <laughs> at it. And then I'm just going to hit somebody. And that's <laughs> all I did. I just love doing it. What's more fun, scoring a goal or just laying a clean check on somebody that's aggravated you? Definitely scoring. What fires you up on the ice? There's got to be one thing when you get on the ice that you just zero in on. Everything else doesn't matter. What is the one thing that just motivates you to get out there and absolutely destroy? Just wanting to win. I just hate wanting losing. to win. Losing is the worst thing. <laughs> it's I don't know. I just... It's not fun, but especially like Canadians. Right. There you go. That's don't a big like one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good. Mm-mm. Good. I don't but, yeah. like them either. So just imagine everybody on I'm the ice is Canadian. I'm not a big fan of Canadians either. Exactly. Go after there you go. French and that makes me suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to let Abby out of here because I'm, I'm embarrassing her and I appreciate her coming no, you're by. Not. She gave me uh, a USA hockey jersey, which yes. I can't believe that she gave me. And I really appreciate that. She's going to have to sign that for me for when she gets famous. Be prepared to have to answer a thousand questions from my son when he comes up the stairs. When you walked in, he was playing Fortnite. There you go. So he was not thinking about it. But now he's had a now he's had a moment <laughs> to think, and I'm pretty sure he's going to pick your brain. Like I actually told him, like, yeah, Abby Murphy's coming over later. He's like, really? Like he doesn't. I have so many people in here. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, maybe she'll. And he finished my sentence. Sign my stick. You think she'll sign my stick? <laughs> I'm like, you're a fanboy, aren't you? And that's what I told them. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Is it. I mean, like, I think that this is like the one sport that really kind of crosses like gender lines. You have yeah. you have uh, you have women hockey players that go out and play during the NHL All-Star game. You don't see that in any other sports. You know, you and and you have a you have a young boy that sits there and he's like, Abby Murphy's awesome. Like, I mean, think about that. Is it is that crazy to you? Yeah, I love making that impact on the little kids. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know, like encourages them to do what they want. So I think it's really cool kind of seeing that, that great example of that too. Before we get out of here, what did it feel like getting back and people were waiting for you? I know they threw a big party yeah. on your block. And it's it's funny to me because I see people who post things constantly on social media from Evergreen. 
and they're posting the link to watch your games. Yeah. And you have a huge fan base back here. It's not just family. And and it's not just family and friends. It's like there's strangers from Evergreen Park yeah. that watch those links just to watch you play. Is How does that feel when you realize that you have that much support coming from right here? Yeah, I've, Evergreen Park's always home. And it will always be like that. And I think it's just we're surrounded by such good people. And the fact that they're all doing that for me is it's unbelievable. And it's super, it's awesome. I loved, when I got home, I was like, mind blown at everyone that was standing on my grass <laughs> i was just i was just thinking about it i saw everyone I'm like holy crap it was awesome though it was really cool <laughs> oh did you bring them out she brought the medal this is amazing look at this oh my gosh i have a gold medal it's <laughs> awesome i got a gold medal hannah can you believe that lean over my, i did nothing for it <laughs> this is this is real gold too isn't it is it real Hold gold? It did no you bite idea. it? I did. Did you? Did it break? Or did you get any teeth marks or anything like that? <sighs> no. It looks it real up. to me. I'm going to hold it up. Look at this. I got a gold medal, Hannah. Okay, we're putting <laughs> that online. I got a gold medal. She brought me a jersey and her gold medal to keep forever. <laughs> that Look at that nervous laugh. That was the first time <laughs> that her like, face turned uh, red throughout uh, this entire uh, thing. She's like, I will beat you. I am a hockey player. I'm taking that medal home. <laughs> Abby Murphy, I really appreciate you coming down here. We're rooting for you. You're welcome anytime. And uh, we would love we'll love to talk to you throughout your entire career. And I appreciate you coming on the EP podcast. Thank you guys very much. It was an honor to be on here. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here. So he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. He and I got a jersey. Yes, you did. I got, I got a, I got a jersey. It's autographed. She, she had to work out the autograph ahead of time. But I feel like I'm good practice for when she becomes an even well, bigger star than she already is. Autographs. How cool is that? Yeah, I know. I've got, I've got an Abby Murphy autograph before the Olympics because I just feel like that's where that kid is going. Whenever I talk to anybody, and I, I've been around people in the hockey world just because of my son playing hockey. And you stand around these guys that run hockey programs, and we talk to hockey players, and we've talked to the we've talked to the Beverly Bombshells. Remember, they've been down here yes. before. Yes. Everybody knows who she is. Everybody knows who she is. Everybody knows she's good. She's a star, and she's going to continue to become a bigger and bigger star. And she started right here on the EP podcast. And Abby and I have talked, and you know, I th- I think it'll be fun that eventually, at some point, I see a. Uh, like a moment where we're on the phone with her and she's on the other side of the world and the EP podcast has an interview with one of the, you know, Olympic hockey players. It'll like, be 2 a.m. our time. I know. And, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get up really early in the morning and sit at my bar or stay up really late. And I'm there sure that go. interview will be very interesting since I was sitting at a bar waiting for the phone call. <laughs> hey, Southsiders, are you White Sox fans? The number one most downloaded White Sox podcast, according to podbean.com, is Socks in the Basement, and it's part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. Insider interviews, stat breakdowns, and coverage year-round. Join me and my buddy Dave and all kinds of great guests each and every week for 30 Minutes of Socks. It's found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Sitting down here in the broadcast basement on the EP podcast, we have Laura Meyercourt. She is a local businesswoman who I was unaware had this business in Evergreen Park. And then I see that you are doing a special thing at the library this coming Saturday, the 18th of January. 
an infant, toddler, and preschool sleep workshop. She's from Nest Family Sleep Consulting. Laura, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Before we get into what you're doing over at the library, what exactly does Nest do? Because I feel like I might need my own help with this thing. (laughs) I had a four-year-old crawl in the bed with me last night. And then for some reason, he decides that it's more comfortable to flip around and sleep upside down so we could put one foot on my wife's chest and the other foot on my <laughs> face. So, I mean, it, it, is that what you deal with? Like you help like families like teach their kids to sleep better? Exactly. Yeah. So what I say I do is I we help kids sleep. Now, I don't do traditional sleep training methods um, like the cry it out method or anything like that. What I do is look at sleep and the family holistically So I give my clients a huge questionnaire and have them answer questions about um, the family's lifestyle, schedule, nutrition, lots of uh, different things, changes going on in the home. And that helps me kind of investigate the source of what's going on with the sleep challenge. Is it possible, though, that the uh, little kid is just a a jerk? Like, I mean, my my (laughs) four-year-old could be a jerk. Like, I don't think it has to do with his food. I don't think it has to do with what he's watching on TV. I just think he's just like, he goes to bed that night and he goes, you know what? I'm crawling into bed with him. Like, he makes that determination before he closes his eyes. Do you ever run into that where the kid's just like totally planning on it because the parents don't kick him out? Yes. Well, that's exactly what happens is it starts off as a comfort thing and then it starts to become a habit or a pattern. And then the longer it's reinforced, which means allowing them to do it, the harder it is to break that pattern. Yeah, we're, we're two different people. Like, if I notice him in the bed, I toss him. Like, if he wakes me up. So he's now learned that when he comes around to my side of the bed and says, Dad, can I sleep with you? I'm like, no, nah, go back mm-hmm. to bed. And I'll get up and I'll walk him. But if he doesn't wake me up and he goes to his mother, the next thing I know, he's laying on top of me. And at that point, I'm like half asleep. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I give up. You know, and, and I think that I think that's like that in all families. Like if one person's giving in, then they're all then then you're you're done. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I tell to my clients is just pick something and stay consistent with it. And it's very important to be on the same team with your partner. And if not, you guys have to find somewhere in the middle to compromise because inconsistency gives your child room to exercise their little willpower. And we know that it just keeps getting stronger and stronger as they get older. How does, how do you get into something like this? Like, first of all, I was surprised that the business even existed, that there's somebody who sits there and like handles the sleep thing. But I mean, like what brings you to this? Like, were you, did you have kids and say somebody needs to fix this? Or was this something like you studied for from back in your college days or like, where, where does this come from? So I actually started uh, nannying when I was in culinary school. I was almost finished. I had a year left and I decided to take a nanny job just to make some extra money. And I wound up just falling in love with the job, with caring for the family, with helping them um, with their daily tasks, helping the kids get to school. And just decided when I graduated culinary school that I would rather be a nanny. So I started nannying um, in 2003 full-time, and the family I started with, their pediatrician is a pretty well-known sleep doctor based here in Chicago, Dr. Weisbluth, Mark Weisbluth, and she consulted with him quite often. She wound up having three kids, and so I learned kind of through reading his book, but also through hearing all the feedback from him, how the science of sleep worked, and it just fascinated me. And so it became kind of something I specialized in and something that families hired me for to help them with their kids' sleep and to get them on schedules. 
I found out along the way that sleep consulting was a job. I didn't know it was a job either and decided that one day I was going to have my own sleep consultant business because I knew I didn't want a nanny forever. And so it just happened uh, in 2018 or sorry, 2019. (laughs) It happened for me that all the stars lined up and and here I am. How old kid wise too? Because like, here's the thing, like my 14 year old sleeps like a baby, like she seems to have like the perfect thing. She knows she decides when she's tired. She wakes up on time. She gets going. She's like, she's the most put together person in the house. And I'm including <laughs> myself and my wife in that equation. Now, my son, who's 11, is impossible to wake. And like, he's like one of those kids. I spend 20 minutes shaking him in the morning. And I don't know if that's because he's not getting any sleep or he's your typical boy at that age. Like, do you deal with kids around that age? And what, what's his problem? Well, so my two stepkids are actually 10 and 11, so I know exactly, and the 11-year-old is a boy, so I know exactly what you're going through. It's almost like he's paralyzed in, in his sleep, and I can't, you know, I try to move him, and he just kind of, his whole body slumps over. Oh, I'm smacking him in the head, yeah. and I'm rolling over. I pull, <laughs> I pull him out of the bed. Like, there was one morning, I just grabbed him by his leg, and I just dragged him on the floor. He laid there and slept for yeah. another 10 minutes on the floor. That sounds pretty much like Sean. So, <laughs> um, I typically work with kids, so I start at newborn age, and I can coach parents through the newborn sleep stage. And then I um, probably go up till about five or six, just because with school-aged kids, the problems tend to be a little more complicated. And if they're not sleeping, can sometimes be medical issues or emotional issues that require a little more than I can give people. Okay. Makes sense. So now you're going to be over at the library. You have an infant, toddler, and preschool sleep workshop that you're going to be doing 10 a.m. on January the 18th, this upcoming Saturday. And Laura, what 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 do people get at this? Like, is this going to be kind of an introduction? You're going to sit there and kind of explain to them some of the basics and take some questions if somebody wants to find out more? Yeah, so I'm going to explain all the basics of sleep, why it's so important. I'm going to give you the outline of how to create an age-appropriate schedule, which is so, so important. And I'll go through some of the common challenges for each age group. Laura Meyer-Court, I appreciate you coming down here. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to sing this one pretty fast, and I'm sorry if I'm Russian. I'm going to sing this one pretty fast, and I'm sorry that I'm Russian. But I'm going to drink some vodka and join about Sputnik. Sputnik, Sputnik and Russia. Putin riding on a bear. That's the most Russian thing I can think of. Shirtless on a bear. Wrestling with a bear. Gorbachev had a birthmark and it was shaped like kind of like their symbol on their flag. Or at least Mad Magazine used to do that. Remember like Alfred E. Newman had that and then, then. Sorry if I'm Russian. Next week on the program, I'm expecting to talk to somebody from the patch, see what's been going on in the area lately, and Evergreen Park School District, the one that's for the younger kids, so before they get off to high school, okay? So the, okay. The, those kids there, uh, there's a big thing that they're going to be doing, and we're going to have them down, and they want to make an announcement on the show. So they're going to be down here in the P podcast and making their announcement next week. So that's, I already know that's happening next week and I'm sure other things will be added on because I know I'm trying to work out a new eating evergreen park that's coming up and there's just so much happening, but that is definitely happening next week. What do you, what are your plans this week? Work. This is the worst time. This is the worst time no, of year. I've, what do you I've do this time like, of Erica year? Erica wants me to take down. We had down... my husband's birthday party last yeah. weekend and then there's nothing. Erica wants me to take down the Christmas decorations and I don't want to do it. And the reason I don't want to do it is 
that There's the moment nothing. they come down, it's just miserable winter it until is. March. As much as we've had mild weather, with the exception of some really freezing days in the middle of that, it, I feel like the worst is on the way weather-wise. And if that. I had, like, Christmas lights up, like, I want to play Bing Crosby through February. If we could just hold on to that for, like, another couple of weeks, maybe the winter would seem shorter. Like, I don't understand why we put them all up, like, the day after Thanksgiving, and then we rip them all down, in the like, three days but afterwards. what you do, Chris? Like, mine are still up, because I can't bring myself to move into the worst season, no. which is between Christmas Chris. and spring training. Chris, I'm going to change your mindset. The new year is about thinking about new things and training your mind differently. All right. You do like we do in the South. You take down them Christmas decorations. Well, you could do that. (laughs) A lot of mud. (laughs) You take down them Christmas lights. You put those poinsettias and pencils away. What do you put up? The Mardi Gras. Oh. You put up the Mardi Gras When does Mardi Gras start? Isn't it just like Fat Tuesday? On 12th night. No. It goes from 12th night until Fat Tuesday. What's 12th night? Uh, 12, 12 days, days before? After, no, 12 days after Christmas. 12 so days after Christmas. It started on the 6th. Mardi Gras begins. Yes. So we're already in Mardi Gras season. We're in Mardi Gras season. So I can flip over to Mardi Gras. Yes. So it's Mardi Gras month Oh, you should see EP my desk podcast. at work. Are I have, a, have a tree. I have garland. I have bees. I think you've just come up with something okay. incredible. Mardi Gras month on the EP podcast. That's what it is. You go to work in New Orleans. Every day you get in, someone has brought a king cake. And it was baked fresh like that morning or the night before. And there's purple and green and gold and music and it's festive and no one's taking life too seriously. If you come in late because you're drunk from the parade for the night before, your boss is not going to care unless someone's going to die. It's wonderful. Folks, from this point forward, the EP podcast declares Mardi Gras in Evergreen Park. Okay? We're going straight up Mardi Gras all the, way up until, all the way up until Fat Tuesday. We're going to do Mardi Gras. Yes. And that should get us close enough, I would think to spring training that it might make my <laughs> winter bearable. February 25th is actual Fat Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Pitchers and catches have already reported that at that point. See, so okay. I'm giving you something to fill in that void. Okay, this is perfect. Yes. You're going to save my winter. Yes. I will take down the decorations then. I will get them down immediately. Go to I'm any going party to, store around here. They have what, what all colors, the What colors do I put on my, purple, on my green, front? And purple, purple, green, green, and gold. And gold. So I want to see purple, green, and gold in front of everybody's houses. Yes. And we're going to have to come up with some Mardi Gras type things to do over the next oh, yeah. month and a half here on the EP podcast. Yeah. Okay. Evergreen Park, because Hannah is a transplant from down in Louisiana, <laughs> Evergreen Park, the EP podcast, I'm declaring the first ever Mardi Gras season in Evergreen Park. Decorate the bar. Take down these Christmas yeah. lights and put some Mardi now, Gras garlic. only we could get it to get as warm as it is down there and everything would be perfect. Don't say that. There's been some very wet and very cold Mardi Gras. Really? Right. Oh, What's yeah. There's been, like there's, been no, there's been some where there's been ice. No, there's been some where there's been ice where some of the like parades that? have been either postponed really? or canceled because, oh, wow. you know, the tractors can't wow, run on the ice. Crazy. We don't have salt or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, you know what? But there's sometimes have, you're wearing shorts. We're going to have a two-week period that if somebody goes outside for more than five minutes, they may stick to the ground. That's what we're going to do. Why did I move here? (laughs) Mardi Gras! Mardi Gras! (laughs) Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, 
It's gonna be a good one It is basement Broadcast Basement The nudist basement The broad basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at the eppodcast.com